Sensing it. Brought to you by NEPA. NEPA is a global consumer science firm providing dynamic intelligence to brave marketers. And Sensing it is a thought leadership property focused on making market research fun, inclusive, and accessible. We hope you like it and stay curious. I'm your host Anand and on this amazing episode I have with me the one and only Mansi Zavidi. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. It feels great to be on the other side and not being on the Absolutely. interviewing side. I'm relieved for once. Absolutely. And Mansi, uh, if I can just do a very preliminary introduction, of course many people know you. Mansi Zavidi is the founder and CEO of India's most trusted discovery platform for parenting and childcare kidstoppress.com. She's the brainchild behind the KSP Awards that celebrate excellence in parenting and baby Care. And she's built a community of women entrepreneurs and that account for a digital reach of over 20 million. And along the side she made an app that simplifies parenting for so many parents in India and abroad. I think that's a huge thanks to you already over there. And it's no surprise that with her passion and dedication and hard work she's been awarded the Business World 40 under 40 for content. That's quite incredible. Nancy has actually emerged as an unequivocal voice of uh, parenting amongst all stakeholders when it comes to the digital space. So Nancy, thank you so much for spending this time with us. Thank you. Thank you so much. Really honored and humbled to be here. I just wish the unequivocal voice would work at home as well. Uh while you're raising Gen Alpha, but won't uh, hota, but glad glad to be here. And I mean, when we're talking about parenting, I know for everybody, I think there are super moms out there completely but you are a super super mom because you've got your mompreneur you're a digital diva and you're a mom on top of that and today we're actually going to talk about kids kids who were born between the years of 2010 and 2025 and they are going to be called as gen alpha here's the factoid of course we are the research company so here we come with the factoid there are over 2 million gen alphas that are born every week and that's actually accounting for in the next 3 years by 2025 that's going to be 2 billion of our world's population and the fantastic part mansi i don't know if it's fantastic or not but india is the maximum yeah. creator of gen alphas in the world yes. so we will have the biggest population of gen alphas in the world coming from india and that's the reason why um the curious minds at nepa were actually at work to kind of decode who this gen alpha is so one thing to kind of start off start us off with is that how do you define alpha right we know the gen zs that came before and we know the millennials who are around but what is alpha for you you know first up before we even begin i think anand's been very very generous with the introduction who super power to has to be removed ah huh? super mom <laughs> super this over that i want to just untie that cape and drop it right here because i i i don't want to burden myself with any of those yeah. uh, adjectives because uh, i think we as as uh, parents we just add too much pressure on ourselves Fresh, with no. those with those words we already have the pressure of raising gen alpha so that's <laughs> enough right uh, let's not burden ourselves with those words but um Anand I would describe this generation um and I'm I'm actually at the cusp of raising you know the 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 2010 onwards is gen alpha and I have one which is 2008 and one which is 2012 that those my kids were born that four years apart and I see a difference even in those four years Ooh. apart right so for me gen alpha is somebody who's who's um, you know who's been raised with technology as a as probably a pacifier uh, very very early on i don't i didn't see that maybe 4 years ago with my elder one i feel there's someone who who are very intuitive to technology very collaborative very confident they're very um you know voice versus 
voice versus uh, uh, speak, uh, voice yeah. versus written or, you know, any, any voice versus read, uh, for the lack of better terms. They're also very, um, you know, we, we were all based with touch. Like, you know, touch was a big thing for us. But for them, it's all, you know, like I'll still sit on my phone and put an alarm and she'd be like, Alexa, or, you know, she'll just go, Siri, set an alarm for 10 minutes. And I'll be like, uh, did my child just do that? And also, we've got to realize, you know, the radio took about uh, 38 years to reach 50 million yeah, people. Yeah. Uh, Facebook took a year. Um, you know, uh, TV took about 15 odd years. Pokemon Go took 19 days wow. to wow. garner that 50 million population, right? Wow. So what are we talking about? Of course, that is Gen Alpha, right? Um, so I would say uh, anybody who's who's tech first, tech infused, induced, whatever. Like I think they've got buttons all within them uh, uh, already. And I think anybody who's who's really that tech first person, yeah. uh, we're all learners, Fabulous. right? We're all graduating, but they're born in that university. Yeah. So it's a different university altogether. You're totally right. I mean, we can kind of see the transition over there also. That as millennials, we actually remember a time when there was no internet. Yeah. Right? And we were kind of sensing ourselves with like, okay, so what can this internet thing do? And then you got the Gen Zs who've actually let internet into their social lives. So you had Instagram, Facebook and Snapchat. And, and we know the repercussions of that as well. Yeah. And then you have Gen Alpha, which I mean, I have to say, um, basis the latest report that you also suggested that, you know, the, the current, the, the present uh, president of India is the first president who was born in an independent India. Yeah. It's a momentous occasion. And likewise, Gen Alpha are a generation that is born with the internet. Yeah. Right? They there's there's no pre-internet age that they're really thinking yeah. about. And there's a study that comes to mind that uh, uh, that surveyed 8,000 parents across yeah. China, India, UK, US, Brazil, and so on. And all the parents, 27% said that the iPad or the iPhone is what the generation prizes the most mm -hmm. out of anything that they have. And the other interesting thing they also said was that the parents said that eight years is approximately when they feel that yeah. the child has outstripped them in terms of technological 100%. It's, I mean, so, so tech is definitely born with them. I mean, if I can say that's kind of a superpower, but it comes with advantages and disadvantages, right? So would you care to like talk about that? Like what are some, do they say it as an advantage or disadvantage or it's kind of blinded out to them? So I think anything has its advantages and disadvantages, Fair. right? But I think... And, and to name a few, I think, of course, the speed at which they're thinking, yeah. I think they've made, um, you know, made national boundaries redundant. They're playing at a global playing field. All of that, right? Just just during the pandemic, my kids did so many classes or courses yeah. with, you know, they were learning piano lessons from somebody in London or they were taking Spanish classes from somebody in Spain or they were doing something at the John Hopkins University where would they get this opportunity? And it's not a millennial driving that decision making. Mm -hmm. It is the gen alpha who's already got the maximum access to information, driving decision making for themselves, um, using information, right? So of course, there's access to information, there's faster decision making, there is there are they're equipped with the best uh, tools, resources, all of that. They're a very entitled and uh, entitled generation as well, in a way, endowing one as well. Very materialistically endowing. Yeah. <laughs> That's why, guys, how do you explain that iPad and iPhone? Like, exactly. every child's thing, like, when will I get that iPhone, right? Absolutely. And like, it stops at iOS devices, right? So I think as a generation, um, while they're very hyper-connected, 
they're very socially impaired and i think mm. as parents we probably need to fix that uh, alongside that access that they've got no, absolutely i think that one of the interesting things is that maybe going forward as generations you uh, actually know about people before you even meet them yeah. so you know you and they are expert searchers i mean they can go on google and find anything yeah. and from that perspective um uh, in fact even in our research also we found that the the internet was the first place they'd go to kind of spot check whether you know their parents are fibbing or they're <laughs> like you know whether it's actually the case and many kids are are doing that and it's so easy for them to do that so it becomes their first source of truth tell me another thing so this is quite interesting that you're saying that you know there is there's a an estrangement that's happening you know because they are digital but at the same time they're part of multiple collectives yeah. right so like in terms of an, an the indian kind of lifestyle that we've had versus the global online collective that they're part of right when an alpha would you agree to the statement that an alpha doesn't really care about what people think about himself or herself would you agree or disagree with that statement i i think i would agree that they don't really care about voicing their opinion they're far more uh in sync with what they think they don't um, you know as indians we had a lot of filters right uh we had to respect elders how can you say this to parents you know just one will feel bad but they don't distinguish there's there's no gray for them yeah. i think it's very black or white and they believe because they're because of access to information because of like you said no fibbing they're like very fact based right. so if you are correct there's no reason for you to walk the gray line right. you're you're yes or you're no you're a black or white so it's very very simple and i think they're far more like like i said earlier that they're very very inclusive they're not scared to speak their mind they may um they may though at some occasions and i and i i wish more i wish that this this is not the truth but i feel that it will be which is that they are they've seen uh, social at a very very uh, you know at a very early age formative, age, formative yeah. years yeah. right like during covid six generations were trapped in covid together yeah. the most adaptable one was probably gen alpha did they see it at the uh, you know were their milestones or were the larger perspective as much as what the baby boomers or the millennials saw no probably not but um so their their you know their milestones or their goalposts are very i feel very jarred because they don't have a they don't have a somewhere a benchmark to it right Absolutely. so i think that is the tough one for them but i definitely feel that they're very confident and self assured and that's why we see a lot of uh, acceptance coming mm. in from them mm. why are we having a lot of conversations on topics that were tabooed until now right because there is a lot of acceptance coming in from gen z that's spilling over to alpha as well yeah, no that's that's a really important point because i think if we tie it in with the the tech part that you spoke about before and uh, about the millennial parents that they have the personal preferences for this generation is a, is a is it's a beautiful gift for them because yeah. you you can afford to have personal preferences and the child is actually expected to have personal preferences as well yeah. like i think the conversations might actually go around you know you know it's not about you know oh are you wearing this brand or not but that this is the brand for me yeah. and this is how 
these custom experiences have kind of come to mind. So, so speaking about those personal preferences and not being judged by others, what do you think are like some things that maybe that brands have to kind of look out for? Because these kids are right now, the eldest is, you know, about, you know, 10 to 12 yeah. years, right? And uh, very soon in about 10 years time, they're going to be, they're going to be the adults. They're going to be the consumers who are purchasing, yeah. if they're not purchasing already. So what are some things that like some brands might have to keep in mind? Uh, while looking at general. I think, I think one, everything will have to be very, like instant gratification, right? Mm. That's what this generation is. So give it to them in a format where they can touch, feel, see, experience. And that's, that's again, like I'm saying, there's such a spillover from Gen Z to Gen Alpha as well that, you know, I feel that generation is already very high on experience versus materialistic stuff, yeah. right? So you will see a lot of experience-led stuff. I feel two or three industries that will really, really need to shake up the way, um, you know, they're, they're disseminating brands, products, services to Gen Alpha would be one would be education. I think that industry needs to be shaken up because who's actually imparting that knowledge, right? It is uh, probably the millennials and baby boomers. And I think we need to, we're not being able to somewhere keep pace. Uh, so I think education needs to be massively disrupted. It needs to be more skill-based versus anything else. Um, because these kids are just looking at picking up skills that are furthering their process of learning. Absolutely. They're not chasing degrees anymore like how we did, mm. right? Um, they're not chasing comforts and cushions either. Mm. Because, mm. you know, I was just reading a recent um, article in The Guardian which says that they're not looking at fatter paychecks. They rather trade them for better sunsets, <laughs> right? And I thought that was such... Like, there was such a cool thing, right? Like, wow, these guys have got it. Yeah. We would always think, like, I, I know when I decided to quit a full-time job and, you know, start Kidstop Press and, my, you know, I was lucky I had supportive parents, but I did think, like, oh my God, do I have, like, six months of savings? Like, I've secured this. I have a house. I have this. These guys are like, no, dude. Mm. This is what I want to do now. Absolutely. And mm. I think that's what makes them really cool. And I think another very, very cool industry taking off from the Guardian um, article that I was talking to you about was employment, right? Mm. They're not working for long-term uh, titles, or, designations right? yeah. or whatever, right? Or uh, that that window cubicle or whatever. No, they're not. They're looking for things that are giving them that instant gratification, giving them that adrenaline rush. And it'll be so hard for employers to retain retain this Gen Alpha because they are, they are in a hamster wheel where they want to evolve. They want to be more skill-based. And also, they will be one of the few ones who I think will have... Um, you know, they, their, their learning and education will be a far longer life cycle. So for us as parents, I don't know if that means that we need to keep them home much longer <laughs> because we are not ready for that. But yeah. I think it will be very, very critical for employers to figure out what are they going to do to Absolutely. retain these guys yeah. into the into the ecosystem. Because, yeah, if you, you're totally right that if you look at the workforce currently, the first thing we look at in any CV is the number of years that someone spent doing something. And that's not how the alpha is going to yeah, look at it at all. Absolutely. For them, it's about, okay, I got this skill, I used this skill for a couple of years, and then guess what? I decided to move on to something else. Yeah. And it's very much basis that and not necessarily that I have 10 years experience, 15 years experience. Yeah. The other point I really liked about what you said is it is a, definitely a question to the established educational institutions that are here. That the brick mortar, the hallowed gates of a, of a IIM, IIT, Harvard, so on and so forth might not really have that much of an appeal because yeah. they're just like, you know what? 
I can do the same thing that you are asking me to do by my own. Yeah, you absolutely. Know? And I'm not getting judged by that personally. But on the flip side also, there is this aspect which is that, you know, like about the constant question of what will they do with their lives? Because uh, even in our research, you know, you had also pointed this out that purpose is something that's very, very, very at core for Gen yeah. Alpha. Yeah. So if the workspace and their personal purpose is not going to align, yeah. that's going to be a problem. Absolutely. So speak about that a little bit in terms of their individual purpose or the, like the society purpose that they yeah. kind of foresee. Yeah, so I, th you know, like I, I'll take off of two things what we spoke of, Anand. Mm. One, I don't think they have resumes mm. anymore. Yeah, true. Okay, so <laughs> let's not go there because the other day I was chatting with my daughter and I said, listen, you need to, you know, put this down, you know, you need to document it. She's like, dude, it's on Instagram. Why do I need to document it anywhere else? Very and I'm like, very interesting. Uh, okay. And uh, <laughs> then she was like, and then, you know, talking of the bit of purpose and, mm. you know, aligning that again. They're not, like I said, they're chasing skills. They're not chasing degrees. So, Anand, for them, it's not about saying, I got in here, I got in there, I got in there. They're not looking for that security. Yeah. So, when you're saying purpose aligning with, um, you know, with, with what they really want to do. Like, I know, like, just the other day I was asking my daughter, so what do you want to be when, you know, what do you want to do? Like, you know, Didi wants to do this and what do you want She's like, so we just came back from Ladakh mm. and, uh, you know, she saw these little monks out there and they were kind of learning and they were doing like literally it was like a three idiots deja vu moment for me when my <laughs> daughter's like, you know what, I want to, but she loves reading. She's an avid yeah. reader. She's like, I'm going to set up the world's best library in Ladakh because children need to have education. And, you know, I love reading. So I will run a bookstore in a library in Ladakh and all these kids who don't have books, they can read. And then you guys can come in and I'll invite all my friends from all over the world I'm and they'll come in. And, and, you know, and, and my other one is simultaneously telling me, why do I even need to go to school? Like, you know, why can't I just keep working? Because she just did an internship somewhere. Uh -huh. And I'm like, you know, in my heart, I'm so conflicted as a parent yeah, because yeah. I know, and I hope my daughter doesn't listen to this episode, <laughs> but I'm so conflicted because I know they're saying the truth. Absolutely. Yeah. So to your point, they are going to follow their passion and their purpose. And then I was somebody who did it. Mm. I gave up. I started entrepreneurship and I don't think people even knew how to spell it <laughs> or, you know, <laughs> like this whole startup, like, oh, it's so cool and hip. Like, oh, dude, yeah. you know, yeah. be in my place and you know how yeah. cool it is. Right. But if I've broken the norms, why am I asking these kids to not follow their heart, right? So I think 100%, they're very clear with what they want. They don't feel shy about saying it out loud and clear. And uh, they, they, they're not going to chase the, the, you know, the beautiful sunsets or whatever. They'll be happy where they are yeah, yeah. and where they want to be. And even if it means, um, you know, skipping things or doing it their way, they'll carve their own path out. Oh, absolutely. I think it's not it's not a very sequential thing that they're thinking absolutely. of. Absolutely. Rather, it's actually that they, they are fine with having multiple avatars. And I love the fact that you mentioned that because I think uh, if I can pat ourselves on the back, millennials actually have really put forward this thought that, you know, you know, you can do multiple things in your mm -hmm. life. And I think we carry a little bit of baggage from like the previous generation, which is to say that, you know, up until I am stable, I won't put on all these different avatars. Yeah. And you, you know, clearly broke through that so well. And um, I think that's being carried on to like Gen Alpha as well, right? Yeah. So, so let me tell me, tell me one thing. I mean, there are the parenting, there is both the good aspects and then the bad aspects of, of, of rearing a child, right? So what are some things that you think that as millennial parents, you know, are some of our bad habits that are possibly going to Gen Alpha, if there are any? Yeah. 
So one, I don't think there is anything bad about parenting <laughs> because <laughs> I, yeah, I see it's a path you choose, right? Yeah. If you've chosen it, then there's no bad. Right. But I think the only bit without without stretching it too long and simply, you know, you know, sharing this very simply mm. is just because we don't get it, it's not wrong. So Mansi, they say pearls of wisdom, but you've given us gold. And I love the fact that there were so many statements that came out. And uh, because you're a mom, you're a mompreneur, and you've got stoppress.com going behind you, it's going to really go out in terms of uh, all the parents who are there who are just nodding like crazy, being like, that's that's what I'm yeah. dealing with. But the gold so, you've got because of my kids, huh? <laughs> we'll give you the credit for that for sure. So thanks, guys. Fantastic, Mansi. It's been an awesome, awesome conversation. Thank you. And uh, I love this whole crystal gazing that we've done, honestly, both in terms of our parlages to purpose to life. Yeah. Um, I think we have a lot to kind of look forward to. And I just love that kind of energy that's coming from you. Thank you so much for being a part of this podcast with us, with Sensing It. With that, we come to the end of this amazing episode. I hope you got questions and you start looking around for that Gen Alpha in your house or your building um, or your address. So before we wrap up, uh, we wanted to play a game with you. And uh, it's uh, it's one of my favorite games. I totally invented it. I'm very it. competitive. So, uh, yeah, I hope so. But there's so, nobody to compete with. So here we go. So imagine now that it's 2050. All right. Uh, the name of this game is called Moms Know Best. Okay. Alright, so imagine it's 2050 and for each word that I say, you have three options. One is to say that that thing or activity is thriving, it's endangered, like animals, or it's extinct. Alright, so you get the three. <laughs> You're the thriving for sure. Alright, school uniforms. Thriving, endangered, extinct. 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 Marks for handwriting. Extinct, extinct, extinct. <laughs> Gone extinct. Uh, Maggie noodles. Matlab hai, it's endangered. there. The K-drama is killing Maggie noodles right now. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> nice one. Um, going down to play. I think it will start thriving. I like that. I like that, definitely. First date. I don't even think they're going to be swiping left or right. So, I don't know if first date is going to happen. <laughs> they know everything about the other person even before. Yeah, exactly. There. So, yeah, I, I honestly don't know. I think, it, I think some things will just kind of... What's the second one? It'll be there. That was endangered. Yeah. Maybe endangered, I yeah. think. I'm not sure. How about um, uh, marriage? I think endangered. Endangered? Or maybe even extinct. Cash. Extinct! <laughs> Now this is an easy one. They're okay. not even going to use cards, dude. Absolutely. What are you talking about cash? Absolutely. You're just going to scan their wrist or something. But some Gujaratis like me, though I don't use, but if you go into the Guju economy, guys, I can't guarantee. Fair point. So guys, if you enjoyed this episode, which by the way, I think was fab. Anand did a great job. Then of course you need to do, you know what you need to do, which is like share, subscribe to Sensing It by the Nepa Squad on all the platforms, wherever you're listening, watching, whatever you're doing, go ahead, just go ahead and do it, yeah. You can find BTS scenes of all the craziness that happened here to get you this video on our Instagram handle as well. So check that out. Bye. Bye.